Hey everybody, this episode of Talkin' Pop is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to check out poddex.com. Make sure you use that special promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or Game Fighter podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. And make sure to use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. This episode is powered by Poddex. What up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to our edition of Talking Pop. It's the podcast on all things pop culture. I'm your host of the franchise, and of course, join me from another location, Biko. Hello. Yeah. So pretty much for like, the, yeah, it's pretty much for like this week. You know, <laughs> we're doing like set, we're in different locations right now, but don't worry. Soon we'll we'll, we'll be back in the same room. Um, today, I kind of like. Pretty much, I do. You know, April Fool's Day was last week. And of course, that was weird. What a good April Fool's trick by having winter weather last week. It was so fucking cold, and then all of a sudden it warmed up again. Like it. Yeah, no, it's back to actually having spring weather in Illinois. Which is nice. I mean, it's nice that they waited the week last week with that bullshit weather, and then for it to start warming up during the weekend to bring in, I guess you could say, Easter, uh, which is good. I think it's more helpful that role. I'm surprised the phone keeps ringing. But, uh, yeah. I want to say, uh, I guess, happy Easter to the people who celebrate that holiday. And for others who don't, I'll make sure that uh, they had a good Sunday with their families or whatnot, or just did whatever they wanted to do that made them feel good. Sorry, guys. Um... There we go. Okay, looks like it stopped. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're just doing, yeah, so sorry about that. Um, right, so I decided, you know what, um, I do want to, I brought some good, like, points that I saw today, like, you know, some good articles and stuff that just, like, some random articles that came up and stuff. So, um, one thing I bought, and I don't know, does I don't know if do pop culture, but apparently Taco Bell has been so affiliated with pop culture, you know, with the freaking, you know, back then in the day we used to have the Chihuahua advertising and stuff, and now I guess even Comic-Con is covering Taco Bell because it's been synonymous with, the, with their ads and stuff, especially when they do those, like, crazy um, movie-style trailers for, like, the nacho fries and stuff, and they get actors to do the commercials for them. Um, so, um, article I pulled up was that Taco Bell is reviving the beefy potato Rito. <laughs> um, it's got potatoes in it. It's a burrito. I guess it's a burrito. It says here it's written by Ed and Barnhart, and um, it says here, and this is what this article says: Not even a year after talk about remove all potato. Oh, uh, hold on, chicken. There you go. Not even after a year, I talk about remove all potato uh, items. Oh my God! What the heck's going on with this website? I don't know why websites are so annoying when you go on and they have videos that they automatically have sound on. I wish they freaking... Yeah, fucking... All those ads just got... Ads every year get worse and worse. Um, even when you had Adblocker now, there's still some that they sneak through and then some of them actually have spyware or ransomware. It's like it's annoying and, and it kind of strong arms you into getting... And you would think even with... Um, I know with Google Chrome and not a lot of people are big fans of it, but... Um, they, they, yeah, they have their ad blockers, and, and you can have your add-ins, your add-ons that you could, you could somewhat have more of a control over what you do see in your in the ad placement because Google does build up a profile, and it's not that hard of a switch to set those, to change those settings for uh, um, within your Google account. But I know there's people who just want to get away from that. And I'm one of them, but um, if we're talking web browsers here, I suggest Brave, um, which already has a built-in VPN and within its own, uh, I guess you could say, web browser. Mm-hmm. And it's powered, by, um, it's powered by a cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, which helps kind of keep the... the web browser open source to an extent to where... Are able to, you, know, you can donate to their pro, to their program, and it can be it can remain open source, and they're open to kind of seeing they're more catered to user friendliness and privacy. However, they have ran into issues where they were not so upfront about what they were using their crypto at the time. But I think they changed the leadership, and, and they went ahead with a different, I guess, purpose in their mission. But I recommend that as another web browser. Mozilla's got its problems. Um, I use Microsoft Edge at work, and it's not too bad. It's definitely improved. Um, I know people familiar with the Internet Explorer days are the ones that are like, "Oh, I don't want to use that crap." It's Microsoft. It's Internet Explorer. We use Internet Explorer to download other web browsers, and it's like, "Yeah, I get it." But 
same time. I don't know. Well, because you know, right now, because I'm using a tablet, like haven't used use a laptop in a long time, which I'm probably gonna end up trying to save up and maybe go back to getting like a duh, like a laptop or something. I mean, I'm just waiting for like. I mean, I, like pretty much what my job is pretty much we use like the HP Leapbrooks and they're pretty pricey, but I've been like scouring through Amazon and there's some yeah. really good refers ones at a good price. I'm just going to save up money for it. Um, just because like I said, it's like, no, because right now, like I'm opening up the article right now. It's like all of a sudden there's a video which probably has no relation to your article at all. It's like, okay, you need to put a video on every article you publish. I understand you want, you want, you got sponsors, you got to like, put up videos and stuff but come on dude that's put it up when it's relevant you know that's a, yeah that's a stupid uh it's a stupid catch 22 but i mean that's how they some of these companies some of these websites a lot of these websites have the donorship it's just that's something they have to sign themselves to is to have an enormous amount of ads but um it's unfortunately how we pay the piper but um yeah, i don't know but yeah I wish that we would have a different world, but the way it's going, like, that's the way they want to get a grip on us. Like, streaming opened it up, but it's not going to be without the advertisement pool being thrown at us in every direction. There's ads for everything nowadays. Like, you can't really get away from it. Mm-hmm. I wish you could, but... Yeah. It's messed up. Yeah, so the one thing... Hold on. If you want to go ahead and introduce uh, the first article, what you saw, because um, I, I got to step away really quick, but... Want to go ahead and talk about it and kind of give a, a brief introduction of what it is? Well, today I decided, like, you know, we're like, you know, news, we're like, yeah, we're a news centric podcast. So sometimes if we don't have like a regular topic, we'll just pull up like pretty much news articles, you know, from different facets of pop culture and give our own commentary to it. Because, like I said, especially for like, you know, we do this just for our international losers, uh, listeners as well, because they probably don't have the same stuff they have other countries. So, that's why, you know, it's funny how, and I like how combo.com has like an in real life, like art, um, page, which is kind of cool because they, you know, they bring up certain articles that normally doesn't relate to pop culture. But going back to talk about, which pretty much ha- is synonymous with pop culture and stuff due to its ads where it does these movie style ads when they're promoting, you know, limited time menu items. And of course, you know, they've been through the headlines, you know, last year when they decided to cut a certain, like a good amount of, you know, food items no longer offering on the main menu, like the Mexican pizza got discontinued last year and that clearly caused an uproar. And now, um, of course, they got rid of potatoes off their menu, but now they're starting to bring them back again. Um, and of course, you know, they're trying to go also too soon. They're, right now they're testing in the UK how they're testing out, you know, plant-based meat substitute for, you know, the, you know, like I said, even though they have vegetarian options on their menu, but they're trying to get you, of course, the vegan market as well. Um, so the one thing I kind of pulled up was this article on comicbook.com. The article is written by Adam Barnhart. And it's, um, the headline is Taco Bell is reviving the beefy potato And the article goes like this. It says, not even a year after Taco Bell removed all potato items from its menu, the starchy goodness is coming back in a big way. According to this article, which I'm reading to you guys right now, earlier this year, the company announced the return of various potato products throughout the year. Now, the taco joint has announced one of its biggest potato-based items coming back on a limited-time basis. Beginning April 15th, the beefy potato-rito will be a potato-rito, clever name, um, will be available for an undetermined amount of time, though it's still weekend some change away. 
Taco Bell has attempted to drive more traffic towards its rewards program through the beefy potato burrito, a burrito with a chain iconic taco meat mixed with fried potatoes. Won't be added to the menu until later this month. Members that belong to the Taco Bell's rewards beta can order them beginning today. A release distributed by the chain makes sure to point out that the beefy potato burrito is going to return for a limited time. Our potato-based items like the spicy potato soft taco and cheesy feist potatoes are more permanent additions to the menu. It says here, potatoes were initially removed at the height of the pandemic due to change the decision to scale back on its menu and promote efficiency. After a massive fan campaign, the company opted to bring the vegetarian item back. And of course, um, their CEO was saying last year we had to shift entire to drive through, which created longer lines for our customers and we emerged at Mantra for our team members. Talk about CEO Mark King said in the video not seen a return of potatoes. So in order to create a better option for both you and our teams, we had to simplify our menu. And unfortunately, removing potatoes was part of that. But it's a new year with new possibilities. And you know what? Bringing them back. As of March 11th, potatoes are officially back at Taco Bell. Gives them a minute to get them back to most restaurants, but know that we're working hard to make things right. And it says here, the return of our beloved potatoes is just the first step in showing our fans a strong continued commitment to vegetarian we are making this year, added Liz Matthews, who's Taco Bell's global chief food and innovation officer. We have long been a leader in the vegeta- vegetarian space, but this year we'll have more meatless options in store that vegetarians, veggie curious, even meat eaters will love. So I know big. So coming, you know, that's why I want to, I kind of pulled the article because like I said, Biko, you are vegan and I wanted to get you like your take on it. So what do you, what do you think about the whole, you know, them bringing, you know, like potato paste items back? Um, I mean, like potatoes are probably one of the, the cornerstone, like go-tos for any vegan that has to go restaurants with their friends or in social gatherings where they may not have the most options and sometimes you don't want to eat a fucking salad you know i get tired of that the only thing on the menu are a salad and they're still loaded with cheese and all these other things that oh 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 i think otherwise whether you you know yeah your convictions or not so with potatoes being such a popular item on Taco Bell and from the nights out that I'd go at shows with my friends. As far as our options, I always just thought they always had your typical, you know, the ground beef and all that. But, but the, I remember that potatoes were always an option and it was nice for them. They're actually, I, I know for a fact Taco Bell's like, they've been nominated for being like, Was out there as far as like, but the 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 you know the easiness of substitutions, mm-hmm. the, the you know it's it's their food is Taco Bell is a place that you know what you see is what you get right like you're not you're not going to Taco Bell for five star cuisine you're going there because it's a simple meal that gets put together and it's fairly affordable right yeah so, fine like. They do a good job of having, and, and like, like you've used the app to online order, and this isn't an app to talk about, but it's just like as far as user experience goes, like, they do a pretty good job providing those options to make it easier for you to order, right? And so, they're not big on, like, they don't have anything against substitution, so they have a lot of options that you can kind of stick to that, and, it, and it's affordable, like... I do like that they brought the potatoes because it's another option. It's it's filling. Who doesn't like potatoes? Are one of the best vegetables out there. You can just do so much with the potato. And I think it was weird that they took them out. Like I think the 
pandemic year was the most I've eaten Taco Bell in my whole life. Yeah. So I don't like I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of it, but like it helps helps on those drunken nights or it helps when you're like out with people. Like I mentioned, when you're in certain social situations or like you're with friends and like, oh let's grab Taco Bell. You don't have to be the person that has to like because vegans always get that shit right. It's they always get this weird negative connotation or stigma put on them when really it's not the case. I feel like it's more or less others don't want to want to at least understand it from a different perspective on people's dietary choices and, and what they stand by. And and the world is not built the world that society's built is not is not built to cater to the vegan lifestyle mm-hmm. or dietary preference. So like it's never, it's more, the way I see it, doing it for so long and then being vegetarian for longer than that, like, it's not, it's always something that I feel like most people are flexible on. It's it's the certain individuals that put a bad name to it where they want to change it, where it's like, you still have a choice of not going to Taco Bell. So, as far as I'm concerned, I think that's great that they're bringing the potatoes back and that it's not an April Fool's joke, that they're, they're adding another category to their... To their uh what would you consider like a, a topping or just an add-in an add-on i mean yeah because like it could be an option you know like another option they could have where okay you're not a fan of beans at least you'll have potatoes as like a, like another option it's like i said that's, um that's because like i said that's why like a lot of like the fat a lot of the fast food industries are shifting to more investments into plant-based you know substitutes because you know there's more and more information is getting out there you know about it and i know most of the talk about meat most of it is soy based very less like meat in the actual meat mixture guys actually if you look online you can actually look at the article you actually look at the ingredients of the meat mixture they use and most of it is that is actually soy based and people don't realize that it just has like seasonings and stuff but you know this is a good way of bringing the potatoes back i understand based on what that article said you know the pandemic and stuff, and, you know, based on, you know, possible food scarcity, yeah, they had to cut a few items out because they had to focus more on, you know, drive through Because at the time, you know, restaurants couldn't allow, you know, dining. It was only, like, you know, drive through only. So, as like I said, they had to make the tough decisions, and it kind of hurt a lot of businesses where, you know, they don't have that option to offer drive through so they had to either try to cater to just pick up only or they couldn't do that they had to shut down entirely until they got their approval again so and a lot of those like you mentioned like a lot of those business are just weren't built for that sort of thing depending on how they the, the building they're in or whatnot or how their place is set up to be but the pandemic was a big year in a sense of how a lot of these companies are seeing that they should have adapted a lot earlier. No, I look like nobody knew this was going to happen. If, if the people who did, it's very unfortunate. And it's honestly t- in terrible taste that the people who did know withheld this, but you know, it's, it's a shark eat shark type of world out there. So with that in mind, the restaurant and service industry are the ones who I feel like got hit the hardest when it comes to the pandemic. And um, I was reading articles today too, about like, Chicago possibly going back down again and putting restrictions up again and you know forcing that because there was a lot of cases reported and, and, and over just this past holiday weekend for Easter and, and it's just like it's unfortunate that like the first businesses that are go to go are these service places and and food is a big social engagement not only does it help us 
like helps humans get sustain sustenance like it's people like to center their evenings around food and then getting entertainment in some facet so like you take that away along with people's uh, chances to earn a living on top of them practicing you know social distance and, and making sure they're as possible as like better to keep in a sanitized area as much as possible wearing a face mask like we can do all these things it's been a little over a year we're still not getting much of any sort of like yeah we have the vaccine but then they're telling us there's some cases of where the vaccine has affected people negatively we're seeing cases where people with the vaccine have gotten corona again so it's just like and then they're telling us a double mutant thing i'm just like I don't, I don't, it, it's a lot of, it's a lot of things to kind of have to do your research on. And mm-hmm. it's very, it's very, it could be overwhelming for someone who, you know, takes their time. And sometimes when people are only thinking about where their next dollar is going to come from, they don't have a time to fucking look up what to do or, or, or you know, practice this where you're, you're no, when you're struggling for that, people don't understand. Like, it's like, you know, I was there. So it's just very, the last thing you want to think about is, is having to, I guess, suck it up for other people, right? Yeah. When your life is getting fucked over and then you see the elites getting richer or people of, of affluence getting richer and richer off of this thing taking advantage of that or people investing in certain things that like they're able to and you know hey like at the end of the day it's it's your it's your money you do what you want with it but I, there's a there's a song i was listening to today it comes to mind uh by logic uh, he says something about like your 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 security is doesn't mean you're not doesn't doesn't compare or doesn't have similarities to your insecurity. So like, just because you're affluent, cause he was talking like, it's a, it's like a, it's like a good song, but talk about like how he is towards the end of his career right now. Like, yeah. He just retired. Close, this is on, he's focused on like, Twitch and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He talks about in this song, how like, yeah, he, yeah, he signed that Twitch deal for like four mil, but like he, he he's a very successful uh, Grammy award winning artist or nominated artist. Like he's, he's pretty good. I listened to him for about a decade now. So it's like, he, he talks about like good conscious, positive things. And he just talks about how like, yeah, I made money, but like, I don't want to work towards getting a hit because that caused me anxiety, all that stuff. Right. So like, he just talks about like, just because you have money doesn't mean you're secure your own. Right. He basically is saying everyone's got a different, a different level of security as far as your financial, your mental, your spiritual, your, 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 your relationships towards other people or how you connect with the world, your security within what you like to do. So things like that, right? Not everybody gets that. Um, I mean, you and I know we, we work a lot of hours, so it's like the remaining time of your day is pretty sacred as far as like what you want to do with that limited time frame you have to yeah. go back and go on the grind. So not a lot of people understand that. And I know like with people getting laid off in the pandemic, like I wanted to tell you, like it, it I don't know what's worse. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, yeah, you have all that freedom to try things, but then you don't have the financial backing to try it. Take a risk. And mm-hmm. then you have the financial backing, but you don't have enough time in the day. And that truly is, it is true, man. Like I, money can't buy you time. Like if you ask a billionaire, what, ask Warren Buffett what he wants. I'm sure he doesn't want more money. He wants fucking his time back. Like, oh, he's a fucking dinosaur. 
Well, it's just kind of like, I don't know how that went from like vegetarianism to like living a pretty purposeful life, but it's like, it's like that. Like it's, it's, I don't know. I give a lot of props to the people out there in the that's still struggling to find work in the pandemic and still remaining hopeful and strong and, and still putting in the effort no matter what it is, even if it's filling out a couple applications or, or tr- talking to people you know that maybe they can help you out in, in some capacity or just reaching out to others and, and being a positive light in their lives. Like it's it takes an effort and, and you know, we're all dealing with different different shit. So it's like when, when we get the news thrown at us twenty four seven want to remain hopeful that things are trying to progress but it doesn't seem that's going to be the case in this country i, I just think that this country we we get something right away mm-hmm. and unless it has to do more don't get behind it yeah um so it's yeah it's, like, yeah and plus too it's like and also too like the vaccination because i know right now we're barely in phase 1b but i mean still the age restrictions right now unless you work in a essential you know frontline business or that's the only way you can get the vaccine but of course like i said keeping the age range still at the pretty high ages but unless you have a pre-existing health condition um you have a pre-existing health condition or you work in a service industry that's a frontline industry yeah you're qualified to get it one thing too is like it's just finding the time to go get it because sometimes if you go work in a business where you possibly um you can't get off to go take it and it's only available on certain dates and stuff and um like i said like even i was looking today just to be curious so if they got any openings up because i do work the job i work at is a frontline industry it's an industry that's been going it's been going since the pandemic started it was still going and unfortunately it kind of interferes with something i gotta do tomorrow so it's kind of like i can't i don't have the time to go because it's like okay you want to get the vaccine but now you're taking a chance of not being compensated for going to go get it yeah, it's crazy. And like, I read an article today about a woman who passed the waiting for the vaccine. She had COVID and, and was next in line. And she passed away, unfortunately, before she was able to get it. So it's just kind of like, like, and I, I know, I think, at least in our state, they're going to expand it to 16 and up. Now they're, they're able to kind of, they're going to start doing that. And at least in our city. Yeah, because I think my employer right now, they're working on possibly obtaining a uh, supply of the vaccine themselves and probably set up times for the employees, you know, that don't have the time to go to the vaccination site, so possibly to have it on site and available at certain, certain times, which would probably make it easier because it's like I said, it's just the dates they have. It's just the dates they have. And, you know, and then, of course, you know, get, try to be able to get, if you get lucky, to sign up for it. Like I said, I'm like ever since it was announced, I, my head was I was debating if not I should get it, but I see it from the standpoint. Even though I already got tested three times, guys, I'm being honest. I went, I did three different COVID tests, and so far I've been lucky. I have not received it. I did not, ha- I did not have it. But you know, and then you hear these things about the vac, like you hear stories from both ends with the vaccine, and I know people that have taken it and so far have not shown any side effects to it. So God gives me hope. Then you hear those people that probably never took it and start saying, oh, because of this and this and this. It's because it depends. Like vaccines, you know, it depends. It affects people differently. It, like, uh, it's like a protein that's mixed with – it's like a protein. It's like a spike protein that helps, you know – it's like a spike protein that helps you build an immunity to it because that's what COVID is. It's like a – it's a bacterial infection that's like some type of protein that affects like your your system. So that's why they were able to develop something that can counteract it. But it depends because it affects people differently. 
And that, yeah. that's why lucky you have the three options. It just depends which one they're going to use. But I could buy at least the vaccinated, like this Illinois or the county website and what to check tells you what they're offering of, of the yeah, three main ones, perfect. which is not bad because it could be depending on which version you get. But the good thing about it is they're all, all three of them working towards the same goal to help you. So, like I said, it, it's going to take time. I mean, I've seen people on Twitter. I've seen Ryan Reynolds um, posted a picture of him getting vaccinated on Bill Burr. Said on his podcast that he got vaccinated. And he felt okay. He just said his arm was a little sore, but that was it. But I know recently I listened to his, like, Thursday before Monday podcast. He talked about how he cut his finger <laughs> using a mandolin, which is, a kind of, I guess, like a cutting tool for fruit and stuff. And he accidentally did it wrong and... And he had to go get stitches and stuff. <laughs> and he ranted about it and stuff. It's like, and he like, it's like, yeah, I, I probably don't. I understand what he went. I don't understand how it, what he went through because I never had stitches. I never cut myself deep. But I can understand how annoying it is and stuff. Especially you go to the hospital for something is like, you know, you cut your finger, but they ask how much you weigh and stuff. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like really? <laughs> but I understand. Like, but yeah, I love Bill Burr. He's he's awesome. I can't wait for him to. Start touring more, and hopefully, he com- if he comes back to where we live, and I would definitely want to go see him again, see him live because I've always seen his Netflix specials. I love his show, Efforts for Family. So, Bill Burr, if you ever get a chance to listen to our podcast, dude, hopefully, he can come back to our state and do a show again. That'd be great. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like I said, we want to talk from like about potatoes and the talk about man, it's just this, but it's something that's still going on. Um, so, moving on to the next article that I pulled up. Like I said, this is kind of like almost like a random article uh, episode today of the podcast. But it's just like I said, like I was saying to the listeners earlier when you had to step away, uh, we're, we got to deliver news, you know, especially for international listeners as well. Because, you know, they like to hear what's going on with funny Americans, you know. So it's kind of, so one I found was kind of hilarious. Let me see if I can pull it up. Um, let's see. The second one I wrote down was, this is from comicbook.com again. It's from their in real life um thing so i pulled up says here's here's the headline saturday night live and the suicide squad star pete davidson moves out of mom's basement <laughs> the, the article's written by jenna anderson and it says here over the past few years pete davidson has gradually become a household name with the help of standout segments on saturday night live and roles in films such as the king of staten island and the suicide squad even some of the most personal aspects of davidson's life have been became buzzworthy and it looks like the recent mouse is no exception a recent tiktok video by him, which appeared to show a Zoom call with Davidson, revealed that he has moved out of his mom's basement in Staten Island, where he has been living for quite some time. And he says here in the video, says, I just moved out of my mom's house. Davidson says the video, I fully out. I got a pad. Davidson has been pretty candid about his unique living situation, revealing in February 2020 video for Netflix that he had moved into an apartment slash basement in his mom's house a year prior. He also just about the dates on the recent February 20th episode of Saturday Night Live, particularly with regards to Valentine's Day. He says, in some ways, I like the pandemic Valentine's because it's the first time being alone wasn't my fault. Davidson explained, I spent the night eating chocolates and watching a movie with my mom, which is why I'm officially moving out of the house. One of us has to go. Um, he says, there, I have to. The thing is, my mom is like, like Saturday Night Live. Davidson continued, no matter what I do, I'm never asked to leave. So, yeah. So, <laughs> it was like one of those things where, you know, I mean... Pete Davidson is not, like, I said, I've seen this work on SNL. I've seen some video clips featuring him. I haven't seen King of Staten Island, but I hear good things about it. Then Bill Burr said he loved working on, working on that film. And, you know, he's in the Suicide Squad as well. So, like, he's making waves. And, 
you know, um, I have, I know Biko, you probably saw his stand up. I haven't had a chance to check out his stand up. Uh, yeah. He um, he's all right. He's got uh, his last special that was on Netflix was decent. Um, he, he, I like him. I liked him in his early days too. He he he's got like some witty shit. He talks some good funny stuff about mental illness and like, he talks about his SNL like antics backstage and, and like the last one was pretty decent because he talks about like his interaction with Louis C.K. and how that like during him during like all the shit that was going down with him and like his experience with him and how much he doesn't really like him. But, um, he, he, you know, he, he, he takes an interesting light. So it's funny that like the article was trying to take a funny thing out of like him just staying there because of like, I think his, he was living there cause his mom's fairly elderly and his father died in the nine 11. So like he, I'm, I'm sure like obviously him being an SNL writer and actor there, like it helps that he's from New York and, He's still able to be around his mom and all that, but it's funny that they try to kind of turn that, like, his lifestyle into a April Fool's slash kind of a real joke in a sense of, like, oh, yeah, he's moving out of space, but you make all this money and stuff, and you're pretty prolific, I guess, in the Hollywood standards. And I mean, I don't know how much SNL garners you attention these days, but for the most part, like, yeah, it's funny. I, I Yeah, I like him as a stand-up. I've never, I haven't really seen him in a lot of movies, and I don't really watch SNL. Oh, like it's like I, I've only seen him from a stand-up, so I just know him as as a comedian, not more more or less an actor. But uh, yeah, I heard I heard good things about the King of Staten Island. I think it was interesting. Yeah, and, as, and I guess like I guess he's been good to work with. How like on Suicide Squad, they like the director James Gunn said is he's a is a pleasure to work with. Like he gets along with everybody on the cast and everything. You know, nobody has any issues with him and stuff. He just comes into work and like that's not that's got respecting you look and it's cool how SNL kind of lasts like lets their players you know work on other projects but not you know and always come back you know they give them that option. Oh yeah, which is yeah it is nice because like saying that they're not there, you know they're always not saying at the chopping block but they sometimes can be, which has got to be pretty rough because they're never guaranteed uh, whether they're going to come back or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I, he's been on SNL for quite a while now. Um, I mean, we still see him in uh, what's that guy's name? One of the uh, uh, Colin Jost. Colin Jost. And yeah, Colin Jost is on there. Um, Michael Che, um, Keenan Thompson. Who obviously to me, he's been. I think he's like one of the longest tenured members now on SNL. Now he's got like a show Keenan right now as well. So he's got that show going on NBC. And of course, you know, we grew up with Keenan because, you know, he was on all that. He was on Keenan Kell. He was in Good Burger. He was in the film Good Burger and stuff. He's on other work as well. So it's like, you know, he's he's been through a lot. And, and you know, being that tenure member on SNL as well. And then, of course, yeah. you know, be able to, you know, go do his, give his acting chops and, you know, working with Don Johnson, who is a legend if you grew up in the 80s, you know, with Miami Vice and, you know, Nash Bridges. So having him, you know, there as well, it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I just figured, like I said, this article was kind of interesting because, like I said, um, it's one of the things that was interesting. So <laughs> that's all like Pete Dinsen with Mom's basement, but um, it's not bad because, like I said, it, it shows how much. Um, relationship he has with his mom and stuff he's you know willing to you know spend time with her so because like i said pandemic it was kind of hard not be able to do anything 
because not everything yeah. was open. You couldn't go out. You had to be like six feet away, and it's yep. like even like the dating scene right now. It's been interesting, you know. But like I said, you know, good, good for him. He probably found a place and stuff. He probably saved a lot of money because it was probably easier doing it that way. You know, probably save money and you know as much as you can, and and eventually you know you're able to put it put it to use. So, you know, like I said, like SNL is a really good like point for people because they get to write on that show and stuff and show their writing talents as well, besides acting, but also show their writing talents that could be always could be like you know scouted by other like big production studios. So that's kind of cool, like SNL being an outlet because I mean, so many stars came through SNL. Like Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, you know, Gilda Radner, Molly Shannon, you know, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, you know, so many people, Adam Sandler, you know, the late Chris Farley, late Fred Hartman, so many comedic legends went through SNL. And most of them went through successful movie careers or went back to their roots doing stand-up again, you know, it... It shows, you know, that's a good, like, starting point or just get yourself out there, basically. Get yourself known. So that's why I kind of, like, pulled it up. It's... Yeah. It's, like, sketch comedy is definitely not the easiest thing to pull off. And, and working with several people who have different ways of approaching a certain theme or setup of... of they want to do as far as a joke or what they're trying to do in a scene like it's not it's not easy work with other people and 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 then working under uh lauren michaels still like he's he comes from a different time of comedy and like he's been you know that's his baby so like they gotta you know they they're given they're given a lot of freedom but unfortunately it's not as much as they could I'm sure a lot of those people would want to punch a little lower under the belt, but they got to, with the confines of how the culture has been so far, and, and, and then working with the confines of what Lauren Michael sees as funny, it's like, you know, they got to tread, they, they're treading water, and, and I think that's what also didn't help them, or what lost, what also kind of lost them, their flair of like attractiveness, just because like they were. No, there. I don't know. Like I said, like I haven't seen SNL forever, and like even when I do, it's it's only like I do enjoy, only because I enjoy the com the comedians that are on there that I watch their stand up from. When I watch them in there, it's from a different light. But like, mm-hmm. like I yeah. Have to say like Michael Che, Michael Che is is probably like one of my favorite comedians, and and his stand up, his stand up compared to the SNL, like they're two different things, and, mm-hmm. and it doesn't do him justice that like. Maybe some people only see him on SNL on what his weekend updates or whatever he's playing characters on the sketches like yeah and, and then watching the stand it's just completely different monster so like Alan Jones too I hear that he in the circuit he's pretty funny as fuck like he's got good stand up too so I have I mean he doesn't have me on Netflix but you can find them and and it's good that they're like also trying to get people from YouTube to come do the chops on there as well so like. SNL could still be a platform for people, you know, try to work in comedy, and, and uh, it may not have its flair, but it's still a place that can really, tr- you know, jumpstart somebody's career. Like, you know, we've seen Sandberg and, and uh, well, uh, was well, uh, Hater, Bill Hader, and then we got um, fucking what's his name, uh, um, Myers. What? What's the- Seth Myers. Yeah, who is? 
Jeff Myers came from SNL. He's got his late night. Like a lot of people went through those doors and, and, you know, they found success. Maya Rudolph is in and out. Like he's always hosting at least twice in a year, but like she's, she's found a career playing for herself. And we, we, Bobby Monahan, Monahan, whatever. Like he's Bobby Monahan, yeah. He's found a lot of work and all that. So like, it still has its its uh, its platform that goes strong as far as helping them spring into other lines of media. So like I can't I can't fault it for that. But you know, as someone who doesn't watch it, like I don't I, I don't get appeal from it personally. But like like you said, like there's so many greats that came from it in those days. I'm not saying it's gone, but like it's just a whole different battlefield for them, and have so many things people can find entertainment in that these days that I think it's just not, it's not their fault completely. It's just more or less like you're competing for attention, not only on the TV screen, but from a phone screen, a computer screen, like uh, just the way you would take media, like it's taken our, it, there's not enough time in the day. I know people say that there is, but there's not. No, it's not. It's like time. It's like, yeah, it's not because like, it's like, it's not because you know, things, you know, doesn't go always as planned, you know. As for me, you know, even you know, yeah, like I said, I said earlier, I still have, I'm still working, and just trying the time. Like we make time to record the podcast, but you know, and I'm trying to, you know, I do also Twitch, but it's like certain days I can do it because when I have the time, because it's like with me with gaming and stuff, you know, I love. I used to play like games all day, but it's like now it's like I have a certain limitation where you know I'll do, it, and that's why. For me, I usually try to spend at least two hours on Twitch, you know, playing. That's because that's, that's like that's the time I have, you know, that's the time I, I I set aside just to do that as well. Because it's not like back in the day where I used to game all day, you know, to boy, I used to game all night. But now it's like I get older, it kind of changes. Like, don't get me wrong, I still enjoy video games as a whole. It's just now, you know, it's like there's a certain limit I'll go through, you know. It's like. Oh, yeah. Uh, you don't want it to be too much of a good thing because like that then you don't want to hate the thing that you enjoyed mm-hmm. it's like with a lot of people who a lot of people who like who for instance if you work in a certain industry where you think it was your passion or you told yourself your passion you get into it, and then you really learn about the 30 30 of it it starts to become something where it's like you hate it and, like you don't want to you don't want the thing that you love to do or have a, like a, a, a natural calling to be the thing that makes you the worst mm-hmm. because of a monetary value that gets placed on it at the end of the day there's still some be some sort of fulfillment anything you do it can be as, as easy as going on skateboarding which is not easy but like as far as that like people find a lot of solace in a lot of things that you may not find uh, equally uh, i don't know equally cool or whatever that means or equally fun for you it, it be fun for others and that's that's where truly the, the passion comes from is where you don't yeah it doesn't feel like work to you. yeah and like it's right now like, like yeah right now i'm watching like right now on tv i got the vote me and i'm down and they just show bad bunny and damon peace right now right i'm watching like the WWE raw go home show because um wrestlemania is, is this weekend and it's the first time they get to put out a show in front of a live audience you know it's a limited capacity but they're doing it for two nights so they're doing a two night thing. Um, and right now they got um, um, Bad Bunny just making an appearance. He just arrived in the arena, and the Bucati's got Damian Priest with them. Who you know, 
great. He's tall, a great wrestler. He's tall. Came from I watched him in NXT. He moves really strong for a big man. Of course, with Bad Bunny, you know, he's fighting on Saturday against The Miz, and a great program they got him going because he's like one of those like musicians out one of the top one. He won a Grammy recently, and. And he's a big wrestling fan, I think, because one of his videos, he was wearing a Eddie Guerrero Latino Heat shirt, and I got notoriety from that. And right now, with the whole WWE, you know, they've been, you know, very during the pandemic, they're very one of the few wrestling promotions that was still putting on shows during the pandemic. And of course, they couldn't travel, but they made the best of what they had in the situation. And right now, with wrestling being coming this weekend for two nights. You know, have able to have twenty five thousand fans allotment for the both nights is great because now the wrestlers get to put on shows not in front of the, like the TV audience, but also like in the crowd. And it kind of be nice for the people in Florida because you know WWE has their performance center in Orlando, and they were using the operations in Tampa. So it's like a way of saying thank you to the people in Tampa or people that are lucky enough to get tickets to go there. Saying thank you so much for being patient with us. Let's do it. And of course, you know, talk about Bad Bunny. It's like you know, I I haven't heard his music, um, but I know he has that one song, Booker T, which I'm probably going to add my Spotify. Um, but he's a big wrestling fan, and this program, ever since Royal Rumble, and he started coming out at Royal Rumble and making waves. And I think Triple H was being interviewed in a, in a video call, and he was doing a media call because, of course, he's a vice president of talent operations. You know, he helps run NXT in Florida, and they asked him, how is Bad Bunny, you know, is he nervous? Because and they asked him, like he says, like no, Bad Bunny comes from Performance Center. He works, he trains. You know, he's working with Damian Priest. Damian Priest is helping him out. You know, and, and he's brought in not just to help put him. He's helped to put Damian Priest over. But at the same time, to show that you know he's passionate fan and WWE's willing to, you know, Vince is willing. You know, he's trying his best to see what can draw people to the program and of course it goes back to the days of the 80s you know with the whole rock and wrestling connection when WWE, you know you know ever since Vince bought from his dad but at the same time trying to you know bring in people from the music landscape bring back pop culture that's what happened with Cindy Lauper in the 80s you know she had Captain Lou Abano as her on-screen manager and of course Captain Lou Abano RP man, miss you, Captain Lou. Um, he managed so many teams back in the day, and he was a former wrestler in his own right. And of course, people don't realize he was uh, Mario in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, and uh, of course, he appeared in the Sing Lopper videos. So bringing her in to get the attention, get other people that you know not wasn't into professional wrestling, into professional wrestling, who were fans of music at that time, like MTV and stuff. And they're doing it right now with Bad Bunny, you know. I mean, just the Latino market, you know, the reggaeton market, but just to get somebody that's, you know, hot, hot right now in the current landscape. And like I said, the Trump Boyd was interviewed and I read something along that he's putting in work. He reports on the off days. He's like, when they're not on TV, that he's at the performance center or they got a little ring set up in the backstage area where they're using it, the, the Tampa Ray Stadium in St. Petersburg, Florida. That he's working, he's training, you know, hard and stuff because he's preparing to take bumps. That's somebody that, you know, you got to respect for people that never been in a wrestling ring, but putting in the work to learn the bumps, to learn the craft, what these wrestlers, these athletes put into every day. Like, like Pat McAfee, like no one expected him. You know, he's a, you know, former professional football player, has one, a top podcast, but last year working with Adam Cole, Pat McAfee did work. Like, he, honestly, that's somebody I respect. You know, 
someone that you know was willing to put in the work to take bumps, you know, take risks, and that's what Bad and that's what Bad Bunny is doing right now because he's gonna fight the Miz on night one at WrestleMania, which will be Saturday because, like I said, it's two nights. And they said, like Triple H said, it the kid's putting in work. He's a big wrestling fan. He has a lot of wrestling knowledge, and a lot of wrestlers in the back respect him because he re- he respects the business. He re- you know respects the the wrestlers that put their lives on line. He's training, so that's I'm curious to see what Bad Bunny does and to see what kind of moves he's going to surprise everybody. You never know. But like I said, like I was telling Biko when you came back, you know, like, like I said, like, it goes back to the back in the early '80s, the late the mid '80s. Well, I don't remember much of it, but. Watching the documentaries and stuff, how it, uh, the whole rock and wrestling connection, you know, Cindy Lauper, Timmy being a manager for Wendy Richter, um, you know, so many legends of music made appearances at WrestleMania. And of course, WrestleMania, like the biggest stage, you know, you don't like, you can never be a wrestling fan, but your parents probably told you about WrestleMania. I think this is what it is. What they're doing right now is, like I said, right now, like I said, I'm watching the go home show for Raw right now. Of course, now it's on Peacock now, so, you know, now that Peacock got the rights to WWE, I know we mentioned this many, many episodes ago, how the whole deal went down, but the, the interface hasn't been so bad. I'll say it's a little bit stronger than WWE Network so far, but of course, it's going to be available to WWE Network everywhere else, but here in the US, it's just on Peacock only, but like I said, I started watching the documentaries again, and they talked about, the, they had one called WrestleMania Rewind, where it talks a little bit about the rock and wrestling connection as well. And like I said, it's kind of almost like a next generation rock and wrestling. All that. It's Bad Bunny. And, and now recently they're adding Logan Paul to the mix as well for the SmackDown side. Because um, it's going to be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I guess Logan Paul is involved because Sami Zayn um, is doing this whole like, oh, there's a conspiracy against me and stuff and documentary. Then he brings in Logan Paul, which I'm surprised they reached out to him. And he agreed to it. And it's supposedly he's going to be at WrestleMania as well. So I'm curious how he does it as well. Um, and one thing that right now, um, it's funny because you know how back then, like a couple of, like episodes ago, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast that how Dodie wrestlers were, were being banned from using third party streaming services to gain extra revenue. It's funny now because they just announced just for WrestleMania that WWE's working with Cameo so you can get exclusive Cameo stuff from wrestlers. It's funny, yeah. It is funny. They're allowing it just for WrestleMania week because technically this is WrestleMania week. It used to be like they used to have the access, but of course with COVID they can't do that. So they're trying to do the next best thing and get like a cameo from a certain wrestler or something like that. But I just pull up the article right now, and it's funny. And here's the article again. I like to use comicbook.com. Their sources are really good. Um, this one says here. That it says here, WWE is accepting cameo requests ahead of WrestleMania 37. It says here, WWE and online service cameo announced on Monday that a select group of WWE superstars will be accepting cameo requests ahead of WrestleMania 37. Each wrestler will only be completing the first 15 requests sent their way, and the offer will last from April 5th through 9th. WrestleMania 37 will take place inside Tampa's 10th Raymond James Stadium April 10th to 11th. And it gives you a list of who's going to be available. And believe me, I was going down the list. Oh, my God, the prices just to have them talk to you. And who knows how much they're going to get just for those prices, dude. Like, I saw the list. Like, AJ Styles is like $400. Dan- like, Daniel Bryan's $400. Um, Bob- Bobby Lashley's about $200. Drew McIntyre is... 250 and oh my god stop it there you go sorry 
telling you, that's like, I hate these brothers. Like, Rhea Ripley's like 150. Kevin Owens is like 250. Sami Zayn, 200. Seth Rollins, 400. Shane McMahon's 500. Alexa Bliss is 400. Asuka is 200. And pretty much it's all the ones involved in the event so far. Like, Big E's like 250. <laughs> and that's like, that's like the list go on. But it's like, now they're doing it, it's like, it's funny. But think about it. If you think about it. I mean, if you think about it, if, you know, if we were in a pandemic and have access, I would say, yeah, that'd probably be the much money a pie wrestling fan will spend, you know, on the merchandise and the stuff at access or possibly for the ticket package to WrestleMania. Because honestly, I would love to go to WrestleMania because you get to travel. And like, it's cool about it is you get the tickets in advance and they do offer like travel packages. But of course, being that we're still in the pandemic, they, probably, they limit only a certain amount of tickets. So, but yeah, it's funny how, yeah, that. Oh, we're going to work with Cameo. We're going to let the wrestlers actually do Cameos now. Bullshit. But I wonder if they're going to get a cut of it or it's just going to go to WWE. If it's going to go to WWE's pockets or it's for like a charity or something. But it doesn't mention if they're going to donate the proceeds to a charity or something. Or it's just going to go towards the pockets. But hey, don't get me wrong. Cameo is not a bad thing because people use it like people who are fans of celebrities and stuff. Um, they'll do it. They'll buy like. You know, they'll buy the celebrities' time to record messages for their friends or family and stuff, which is kind of cool. I've seen a good share of um, really nice cameos. That it's for people crashing a new job or somebody's birthday or somebody's getting married or something. I've seen some really good ones, and I, I appreciate like the celebrities that take the time to do it. You know. Yeah, it just sucks that they had to get the, the wrestling WWE had to get their fucking grimy paws into it. Before they were able to let their people go on Twitch and stuff and do their thing, yeah. Because I love watching you know, like AJ Styles. I think he's—I don't know if he does that much Twitch. I know Adam Coastal does it because I follow him. Woods does it too. Um, and speaking of Xavier Woods, who part of New Day, he's going he and Kofi going to wrestle, and then he's going to wrestle. I think he wrestles on a different night. So, but like I said, it's two nights. But of course, um, Xavier Woods. Um, he's doing the G4. They announced uh, WWE and G4 teaming up to do a gaming competition show. And, of course, Woods was announced as one of the hosts for G4. And it's for, like, a gaming competition. It's supposed to be for this summer, so I can't wait for that. But my opinion is this. It, it, like I said, it's funny how WWE kind of, like, told their wrestlers, hey, you know, don't do any deals with third parties. But WWE's now doing this whole full being full circle. It's like, oh, now we're going to let you do these cameos. Because it's WrestleMania week, we want to promote WrestleMania, which I understand. Like I said, it's a big show for wrestling, and it, it just to me is just funny <laughs> how to just like okay, let's no, let's let you do it. Money first. Yeah. Offer them to get their money first. So stupid. But it's like unless they get their hands on it, then they won't won't let it go. That that's that's them. What have they not done that before? You know. Yeah. Yeah, so like I said, I'm looking forward to WrestleMania, and it's gonna be two nights. So because you're not a big wrestling fan, but I do. If you want to see like Bad Bunny, y'all you know, be in a ring, that's kind of cool to see that. Or Logan Paul make an appearance. So I'm look. I don't know who. I, I think they might have some performances. Like some of they have like music performances in the past because they had like Flo Rida making a do a music performance. They had like Kid Rock making a performance as well. They had different artists do like you know the performances i think now like i said being the first time they can do an outdoor show and you know while doing in front of fans in the audience and attendance so versus virtual fans so i'm interested to see and believe me the matches look pretty 
there are some few gimmick matches in there, which, you know, WrestleMania has always been known for that. So, looking forward to see that. Um, one thing I do want to report, because, you know, with WWE, the Hall of Fame ceremony is tomorrow. You know, they very pre-taped it ahead of time because, you know, with COVID and stuff. Um, they did a report, you know, sometimes they'll have, like, celebrity, you know, like, celebrities make, you know, get inducted as well who were involved in WWE in the past. Um, and, of course, recently William Shatner was announced as a celebrity inductee. Now it's been reported. Uh, it was reported by Dave Metzger via the Wrestling Observer that rock legend Ozzy Osbourne will be going to the Hall Celebrity Wing as a member of the 2021 class of WWE. So pretty much he's going to be joining William Shatner, Pete Rose, William Refrigerator Perry, Bob Uecker, Drew Carey, Mike Tyson, Mr. T., Arnold Schwarzenegger and Snoop Dogg as non-wrestlers have been inducted. And it's funny because and it's funny because um, Ozzy's and it says here Osborne's connection to OD reaches back to WrestleMania 2 when he helped manage the British Bulldogs and their WF Tag Team Championship victory over the Dream Team. He later appeared on episodes of SmackDown Raw in the late 2000s. And it says here his induction ceremony in the Thunderdome was table last week. But it looks like he he's going to do a video message since he won't be able to attend the ceremony event. Um, but I was, I'll read you the list of the inductee class for 2021. Um, it's going to be the NWO, which includes Hollywood Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and um, Sean Waltman, also known as X-Pac. Or he was known as Six-Pac in, in um, WCW. Kane is going to be inducted, RVD, Rob Van Dam, Eric Bischoff, the Bell Twins, Japanese legend who retired last year, Jushin Thunder Liger, the late British Bulldog, John Bradshaw Layfield, and then, of course, William Shatner and Ozzy Osbourne being inducted to Stubby Wing. Um, Tynos O'Neill will be a recipient of the Warrior Reward, which was, you know, named after Ultimate Warrior. And Molly Holly and the Great Khali will also be inducted as well. So that's going to be shown tomorrow on Tuesday. Because like I said, they got a lot of stuff packed for this week. So like NXT is doing a two-night show on Wednesday and Thursday. NXT UK is doing a show as well. So there's a lot of wrestling contact to take in this week. And of course, like I said, it all leads up to WrestleMania um, coming out Saturday and Sunday. And which brings me... Sorry, I'm giving you a lot of wrestling news, Biko. But I know everything that kind of appeared on... They, on, it was on WD, everyone thought it was an April Fool's joke, but Steve Austin decided to share it because he's doing, um, he hasn't been doing the podcast that much. So far, he's been putting classic episodes because of the pandemic and stuff, but he's moving to Nevada soon. So he, he does the, the Broken Skull sessions, which is kind of like, kind of like a version of the pod, of his uh, Steve Austin show podcast for, with WWE, but they do like a shoot interview. They talk about stuff, you know, we said like growing up in the business and stuff. Like it's a shoot interview, which they can break character and stuff. Uh, and he, it's funny. And you know what happened? It, it, it was on Twitter. He put it on his Twitter and it was the countdown. And I know you were a big fan of this rusher growing up in early two, and growing up in the 90, late 90s and early 2000s. It was showing the countdown. And you remember the countdown, dude? Freaking Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah. Fickin' Y2J, the Isla Tola of rock and roller, the best in the world at what he does. He's going to make an appearance, first time, former WWE, current AEW competitor, is making an appearance on 
the Broken Skull Sessions, which will be premiering on Sunday on Peacock and on the other network everywhere else. And it's just, it counts down. The video counts down. Everyone thought it was April Fool's joke, but Austin said, no, this is legit. And because, and it was showed that, like, it was the countdown, and then it says Steve Austin's skull in there. It was like 10, 9, 8, and then it cuts to the monitor, it cuts to, like, where Steve Austin has his podcasting set up. It's just him and Jericho staring at each other. Then they both stare at the camera, they're both smirking, saying, oh, yes, this is happening. Because he, Y2J, is employed by AEW, who are kind of like a competition to WWE. And, you know, and Austin's like, because like Chris Jericho, I guess it was after Austin did the interviews with Taker. Was it, did they two um, interviews? Did they two shoot interviews together? Um, he reached out to Austin saying, hey, I want to you know get together with you. And Austin always respected Chris Jericho. A lot of boys respect him. And he before he's like, here, let me clear with Vince. Just to make sure, you know, it's cool, you know, because, you know, since you do work for AEW, I think Tony Khan said, no, that's fine. Go ahead, dude. <laughs> like, he said, go ahead. I, because Tony Khan has a lot of respect for Steve Austin and stuff. So it's like, and Vince, like, I guess he's like, and Austin's like, yeah, I phone, I text, I call Vince. I also text him too and say, hey, Chris wants to be on the Broken Skull Sessions. Are you cool with it? And he says, just said, um, go ahead. Thumbs up. And he says, like, he's like, normally me and Vince, we never get along over the phone too much. But he's like, I was surprised that he, he, was, he was cool with it and stuff. It just shows how much respect that Chris, uh, he has for, that Vince May has for Chris Jericho. At the same time, Chris Jericho has respect for Vince. It shows, like, that mutual respect. And it's kind of cool. I, I'm looking forward to it because you talk about Chris Jericho, who's been in every territory he's been in. He wrestled over the world, wrestled in Mexico, wrestled in Canada, wrestled in Japan, wrestled in the U.S. He works in a band called Fozzy. He's done a lot of work. And then when AEW is helping a lot of the young talent as well. And I know you were, you were a big Chris Jericho fan in, like in the late 90s when he was in WCW and then, you know, in WWE. So, I mean, what's your take on that? You know, because I know you, you stopped watching wrestling at a certain age. And it was a very interesting cat. I mean, obviously he has been doing it for so long and still doing it, but he was very interesting, at least the way he came out and his cockiness definitely came with a different energy into the wrestling. And, and I think, like, we hadn't seen a type of cockiness since, like, you know, the Attitude Era. So it was, like, it was a nice, it was a nice kind of blend of him of carrying that torch mm-hmm. being like the egotistical wrestler and also bringing experience had with the other brand and, and obviously carrying it to, to well into his career and, and for him not to be in, in, to not even be put as a nominee for I guess for wrestling's kind of their their recognition hall of fame like it'd be it'd be kind of crazy to not no think that. he he'll be up there he was in that era and then bringing it into the new decade and as well as being a pretty significant figure for them through the early the 2000s and, and then what like midway through 2010 so like he's he's definitely someone who shouldn't be it'd be very stupid not to consider him even with him being still a wrestling right so like he he's still going to be 
It'd be crazy to not put them in there with, and then nominate other people who you may think that should. Why are they even being in there? But it's like to not have him in there. I'm sure like you can ask guys like The Rock and, and uh, Stone Cold, and, uh, well, like Big Show, Goldberg, all them. Like I'm sure you can ask them and if they mentioned that Chris Jericho with them, they'll be like, oh fuck yeah! How can they? How can they not? It, it'd be very. Yeah. You can find more reasons to put in there than you could say not to have them in there. It'd be crazy. Yeah. Like how I see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and how some of the people they nominate and 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 induct is kind of ridiculous to me at some points. But like. That's cool that Ozzy's gonna be inducted. That's kind of cool. The Ozzy's gonna be inducted into the Hall of Fame with the Dodi being like recognition. It's whatever. I like. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but but awesome. Like I love the Broken Skull sessions. Like I was watching or like the one with Randy Orton and Randy talked about, you know, it wasn't because of his dad, but because he talked about like, you know, Randy Orton was able to come across like at first, you know, he wasn't like he remembers when his dad because he's a third generation wrestler. Like his grandpa wrestled. His dad, Cowboy Bob Orton. And then, you know, at first, he wasn't into the business that much when he was growing up, but he did amateur wrestling in high school. He talked about doing some amateur wrestling in high school. Then he went to the Marines, and it wasn't for him. And he talked about his conduct during the Army, and so it's like it's kind of hard for him to come across. Like, And he talked about how he was then finally to the point he went AWOL. He, had, he was held in the brig for so many days, and eventually he got discharged for conduct just to get his release because he didn't want to do it anymore. But it's like you work for the government, son. It's like... Then just because of who his dad is, he was able to get at least a foot in the door. And he talked about, you know, how how the training that he went through and the class of people that came up with him during that time, having their training in OVW in the regional industry, and come up in the same class as, like, Batista, John Cena, you know, those guys. Coming up in that Brock Lesnar, they all came up through OVW. And these are athletes coming from, you know, any amateur wrestling background and stuff. And learning the trade, you know, learn to trade and, you know, and I haven't finished the interview, but it's, it's a really good interview. I do recommend it. If you have Peacock, go to Stone Cold's Broken Session. It's like watching a podcast, but you get to see a side of what these wrestlers had to go through just to get into WWE and what they had to go through, who they wanted to work with, how to get the program together, how to get promos together. You know, it's, it's a lot of work. It's not like, and there's people that are gifted, you know, even he said, at least like, like, He's like, he says, like, he talked, he told Steve, like, you know, I'm a good wrestler, but it's like promo-wise, it's like, I respect, like, Michael P.S. Hayes when it comes to promos because it's like, you got to work, you know, with your promos. You got to have that, you know, you'll have that athletic ability, but at the same time, is able to talk about, you know, give the talk, you know. And it's very, I remember Ry Ry Piper, who, um, great promos, great promos he did back in the day. CM Punk. And he, like, CM Punk, when he came, great athlete, took a lot of, like, his promos were great as well. And a lot of his inspiration came from Roddy Piper or Jake the Snake Roberts. And, of course, Steve Austin as well. So, yeah, definitely recommend watching those interviews. And I'm looking forward to seeing that Chris Jericho one on Sunday and see what, you know, he and Steve are going to talk about, you know? Like I said, definitely recommend seeing that. So I'll come on and bring it up. And, and now... I've been talking about wrestling so long, and I do want to bring up some anime stuff because I got two anime things, and then because I'll ship over to you and see if you got anything you want to add. Um, 
There's one announcement that was announced. Um, I haven't watched this anime, but I see I hear other anime YouTubers, and it's of course Trash Taste. They're all big fans of this anime. Um, it's called Jojo, and it's a manga. It's called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, they just announced a couple of days ago that they are adapting, I guess they're calling it Part Six, which is called Stone Ocean. Um, this is a Joe's Bizarre Adventure has been telling the biggest event in franchise history, with Joe started in Heron's Soul for months now, and it has earned the status by coverage that their production is currently working on season six with Stone Ocean. And the story says, following the daughter of a star dust crusader, Jotaro Kujo, old Joey is set to walk in her father's shadow as a stand user, whether she likes it or not. Following the conclusion of the Golden Wind and Adventures of Giorno, Giovanna, anime fans have been waiting for some time for the sixth season to finally be confirmed. So, if you're a JoJo fan, um, you probably are excited if you read the manga. I just wanted to bring it out there because it's one of the topics that everyone's talking about. Besides Attack on Titan. <laughs> because everyone has been burned out of Attack on Titan final season. Because now we got to wait till winter of next year for the second part of the final season of Attack on Titan. And of course with the manga coming to an end this year. I believe the final chapters, I think they just announced that the final chapter is done and it's already been edited. Will be released soon. And of course the, I think the collected manga will be out soon shortly as well. And like I said, I, with me... I haven't seen Joe's Bar Adventure. I don't, I don't know if it's because of the art style or I might have to read it first to get into it or maybe I'll check the first episode see if I like it or not, but it's been a good following. Like I said, it's a big following with that besides Attack and Titan and stuff too as well. When it comes to like these anime tropes, like My Hero Academia so far, like I said, I was saying before in the last week's episode, like My Hero Academia is becoming more and more recognizable now for the West because of, because the whole Marvel blow up, because the superhero blow up. Because, you know, Marvel, the superheroes and powers and stuff, and My Hero Academia has that similarity to that because it's kids with, you know, people with quirks, with special abilities. And that's got a big following as well. It's becoming more recognizable than, like, Goku or Sailor Moon, even though those are people who grew up, those animes are still recognizable. But I just want to bring it up there, and I, of course, want to do plug, um, because I always do anime recommendations for the week. And this anime just came out today. It just premiered today. Um... The Japanese name is called, hopefully I don't butcher this because I've been learning Japanese. So, like I said, I'm still keeping up my goal. And, of course, you know, watching different manga, reading different manga and watching anime that outside my comfort zone. But I think this one's kind of up my alley. But I just want you anime to keep a lookout for. It's, so far, it's just one episode so far. I just pulled up on my anime list, which I put under my watching right now. Um, it's called... Um, Stento in Hakenshimasu, or Combatants Will Be Dispatch. Um, right now, it's even though it's one episode so far, it's got a 7.3 score at Mal. And right now, the synopsis is... Right now, before I read the synopsis, I'm going to let you know it is based on a light novel. The studio is done by JC Staff. And, um, the genre is action, comedy, fantasy. Um, and pretty much, uh, it premieres Sundays in uh, Japanese time, of course, Monday here. Um, it's for it's part of the new spring um, anime that's came out so far. It's by the creator of Konosuba. It's kind of like a comedy. And basically, here's the synopsis. Always bring a gun to a sword fight. With world domination nearly in the grasp, the supreme leaders of the Kisaragi Corporation, underground criminal group turned evil megacore, had decided to try their hands at interstellar conquest. A quick dice roll nominates their chief operative, Combat Agent 6, to be the one to explore an alien planet. And the first thing he does when he gets there is change the secret incantation to the for a holy ritual to the most embarrassing thing he can think of. 
But evil deeds are business as usual for Kizaragi operatives. So if Six wants a promotion and a raise, he'll have to work much harder than that. For starters, he'll have to do something about the other group of villains on a planet who are calling themselves the Demon Lord's Army or whatever. After all, this world doesn't need two evil organizations. So, and I haven't, I've been watching halfway through the episode and I still gotta finish it, but it, it is funny. It, it, it's, it's comedy. It's a comedy. And it's like, if you like, it's like watching Konosuba and Gokusaba kind of makes fun of the whole, um, Isekai, another world, RPG, video game esque kind of fantasy tropes. This one kind of makes fun of, of like, uh, world domination, interstellar conquest type of things. And it's kind of like almost similar. And the guy also wrote um, Kimono Michi, which is also, it's, that's another funny one that came out last year. And that's a manga he did. The other two are light novels. Like this one's based on a light novel. Konosuba's a light novel as well. And the guy did decide to do a manga. It's Konomichi's kind of funny one too. I'll plug that as well. That one is basically a wrestler who gets transported to our world. But the wrestler, to the point that he got summoned as the great hero that will take care of Demon Lord. But the guy, the wrestler himself, his name is um, Animal Mask. And um, he's an animal lover. Like he loves animals. He doesn't hurt a creature. And when the, he, the princess tells him, hey, I summoned you great hero to, to help me destroy Demon Lord. He's like... Destroy his creatures like what? You want me to start creature? He gets pissed off. He's like, no, I'm not gonna do that. He gives the princess a German suplex, <laughs> and he's like, and then his dreams like, yo, and he's like, these other worlds like, yo, these monsters like, I'm gonna try to tame these monsters and open up my dream because he wanted to retire from wrestling. He's like, I want to open up a pet store, so he's trying to do that in a different world. <laughs> At the same time, he's pretty much taming these creatures and pretty much wants to open a pet shop, basically. And it's real funny. It's another comedy-esque type of thing, but with this one's kind of funny because it's like Interstellar Conquest, but more in a comedy aspect. And it's like, and like, it's, it's with the Konosuba flares. Like, if you love Konosuba, Komonomichi, you'll definitely enjoy Our Combatants Will Be Dispatched. And that's currently airing on Funimation. I believe they have the episodes up on Monday. I believe. Because usually it's like hours after they air in Japan. Because they get airs on Sundays in Japan, like at 9 o'clock in Japan. Of course, you know, they get hours later. We don't get it until like Monday. So that's my anime recommendation for the week. You know, I gave, uh, gave you guys about three, but you have a choice. But they're all done by the same author, and they're really good. They're real funny. So definitely check those out. All right, Biko, anything to add? <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I don't Not too much. I just, a lot of this stuff is mainly political I don't want to get too much into it it's because it's just more bullshit but um I wanted to uh and I just I don't know hopefully people uh enter the spring with a better mindset and uh enjoy warmer weather if you're living in the cold parts definitely this this is the time where we're able to appreciate warm weather days coming in and, and it's finally the time to like outside get some fresh air whatever you can um hopefully read some books i don't know but uh, yeah i I saw i want to mention that i saw the trailer for Loki, um the preview for the show coming out and it looks interesting i didn't know owen wilson was going to be in it but uh yeah it's gonna be interesting to see that owen wilson got brought into the marvel universe in some form of capacity I, i he Owen Wilson is just an actor who I always find funny. I feel like he's just a guy that walked on that set and just like, hey, we're gonna give you a job. 
It's like, what the hell? I think oh. what I think because he has that reputation of being the guy that you pretty much team up with another actor he's able to gel with and have that chemistry with. I mean, yeah. he's been he has those buddy kind of moments. I mean, come on, he teamed up with Jackie Chan, he teamed up with um, Vince Vaughn, a couple of works as well, and a lot of actors as well. I mean, he's done one action film as well, actually. I forgot what it was, where he's on his vacation and there's something going, like a hostage situation or something's going on. So he can work in, in an action capacity. So I'm, I, I saw the trailer too, and I'm like, I'm interested to see what his character is and how he fits into that mix. And it's kind of interesting to see it's somebody that's really random, kept quiet about it. I don't think he ever mentioned, oh, I'm in the Marvel project. I mean, there's been interest, like, a lot of people are interested to join the Marvel universe. It's like, you know, it's like, that's cool. I mean, no one expected Paul Rudd to be Ant-Man. And look, he pulled it off. This is always based on what you did in the past. But that's kind of cool. That I know, Beagle, you're not much when it comes to trailers, but, you know, at least you saw that. Um, I did it up before. Because uh, I like I like the Loki. So I was like, ah, I'll watch it. I, 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 I was, it was like a little slow moment at work. So ah, I'll watch it. I know it was, was going to be put on. But, yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was good. But I did, like speaking of trailers, I do want to mention I did end up seeing the Space Jam New Legacy trailer released. It was released Saturday, and it was slow at my work too, and I was able to get a glimpse of it during my lunch break. And it's interesting. I like for the fact that it's not trying to be like the predecessor, and they try to use the, pretty much what it's what this like you know thing is going to be. What I do like about it, like the story is, you know, LeBron is playing like a characterization of himself, and pretty much you know, his son doesn't want to follow in his dad's footsteps, and they end up going somewhere where they go into the server room. And I guess the server room houses like a kind of like a virtual interface and stuff. Of course, virtuality being you know big, and his son gets sucked in, and then he gets sucked into this like server kind of like world base, kind of like Ready Player One almost aspect. And of course, Don Cheeto is the villain. He plays this rogue AI named Li.G. AI.G. And pretty much, like, if he wants to see his son again, I'm going to assemble a crew. Again, take out against my crew. And he ends up getting him as a disadvantage. So he ends up sending him to the world. Of course, being this is Warner Brothers, a lot of worlds are, you know, in the Warner Media family. So you do see like Game of Thrones in there. There's some Easter eggs in there as well. There's a lot of Easter eggs in there. So he ends up getting sent to the Tomb World. And I like for the fact that it kind of combines a little bit of the 2D aspect of Looney Tunes, but with the 3D aspect of realism for the real world. So he exchanges there. He wants to bug his bunny. It's funny. He builds these super team, but it's all random characters from other works. Until Bugs, pretty much based on trade, he ends up, nah, I think I know a few people that can help us out. It's basically Looney Tunes and... You know, they bring Lola Bunny into the mix as well. And, but they did mention there's a lot of things, you know, that got changed. And, you know, it's different. And you're going to see a lot of people from different properties making an appearance. Um, and they get, you know, he gets assembled his team. And eventually they're going to take on, you know, Don Cheeto, the villain. Like his, you know, team of pretty much superpower elemental creatures. Call themselves the Goon Squad versus the Toon Squad, which the jerseys look kind of cool. And the Looney Tunes get like a 3D-esque type of makeover. And, um... Based on the clips and stuff, it looks really good. Like, the visual effects are really well. Um, and they actually do a nod of the one thing. With, I don't know if you remember, because you watch NBA Beagle, and they have one scene where Lola passes the ball to Brown. Brown's going to do a monster duck. And, you know, she does the – Lola has her arms extended and doing a little smirk like Dwayne Wade when he and LeBron used to play Miami. 
And LeBron, he gives the ball to LeBron. LeBron's about to do a monster dunk, and he um, waits going down the crowd, going like this with his arms extended and giving it a little smirk and wink. That's what she does. So it kind of funny is that. And he's going to have that Louis Tunes humor. But like I said, LeBron James, you know, this is one of the collaborations you'll see he's doing with Water Media. So it looks good. Like, like I said, something to get the family legacy. And like I said, and it's funny because you got to love the fan base because of the originals. Because LeBron, when he was running down his team, he had Gandalf and Godzilla or something on his team or King Kong. And people were like, like he, and people were going on Twitter saying, they're like, you're like they're like oh LeBron has these like weird expectations of his dream team, but Michael Jordan always needed the Looney Tunes and Bill Murray. <laughs> so it was yeah, it was like the, it was funny. It was like the fans from the previous film, but you got to understand this is a new legacy. It's like a new thing. So it's like, but yeah, you do see there's a lot of Easter eggs. So you do see a lot of characters from the media family. You see Hanna Barbera characters. Iron Giant makes a cameo. King Kong makes a cameo. Supposedly, um, the Amazons from the Wonder Woman franchise are going to make appearances appearance in there as well. Like a cameo appearance. So there's going to be a lot of Easter eggs. But, you know, I would say, is it a movie that I would want to go to, theaters to go to? Or maybe, depending how it is. Because it's supposed to come on July, I think, of this year. And it's going to be on HBO Max as well. I think July 18th, I think it's supposed to be. So it's like, is it one of those things where I'll definitely go to the theater to go see it? Or willing to pay the $15 to watch it at HBO Max? We'll see. Because I'm a fan of Space Jam. Don't get me wrong. I saw it when it first came out. And like I said, I'm interested to see how it is. Because you got Ryan Coogler being the producer of it. And Ryan Coogler worked on Black Panther. So having him and I forgot the, the director's name who's working on it as well with LeBron. So guess he worked with Ryan Coogler. So we'll see how he does, how, how he how he did the work. But it looks interesting. And I don't see John Tio too much as a villain that much. So let's kind of see how he was... How he brings out that villain tactics as a villain. So it's kind of interesting. I always see him now as Rhodey from Iron Man. So, so we'll see how it goes. Well, that's yeah. that's one one trailer I saw that you know I wanted to talk about as well because being you know being <laughs> watching Space Jam was my favorite thing. I remember the merchandise like the marketing like McDonald's and stuff with the figurines and stuff and the whole hype around it because of Michael Jordan at the time who was. At that point, almost like a couple of years before, you know, he ends up retiring again. So it's like, and now, I mean, with LeBron, I get it because that's why LeBron moved to Hollywood. Why he joined the Lakers was to, you know, because he has a production company in California and, you know, be closer to where he works, basically. And he wants to, you know, show that, hey, he's been in movies before, he can act. So. Interesting change in his career, but. Is what it is. So, and they just released like they just released like the posters for Space Jam as well. They released like the two D style posters, and it looks really cool. Like I mean, people are complaining because you gotta have the purists. It's always like anything. It's like to me, it's not a reboot. It's kind of like because they say it's Space Jam Legacy. It's not a sequel. It's kind of like a thing in its own right. And yeah, it's called Space Jam because it's in cyberspace. Get it? You know. So it has that, that Ready Player One-esque, and that's what it is. It's eventually, that's what we'll lean on, was we'll have the cyberspace becomes, you know, once this virtuality gets more and more big, that's what eventually is going to lead. And it makes sense. They had to adapt to the times, you know? So that's yeah. that's one thing I want to bring up. So anything else you want to add, Biko, before we sign off? No, just, I don't know. We'll see how things progress. Hopefully we don't get locked down part two. But yeah, I don't know. Hoping for the best. For the worst, yeah, I don't know. I hope everybody had a good Easter or whatever, a good weekend, and 
Hopefully you're doing things to progress your life this week. All right, guys. Um, that will do it for the podcast this week. Um, like I said, um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Pop Talking. Um, you can follow me on Twitch at t- twitch.tv slash franchise 65. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at the franchise 85. You can follow the podcast as well on Facebook at facebook.com slash talking pop. Um, Biko, where can they find you on socials? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, um, Wander underscore the underscore void. Uh, it's mainly what I use. I don't really so much on anywhere else. Um, but yeah, that's mine. And also, too, if you like merchandise, um, we do have a merch store at spring.com slash store slash TalkingPop. Right now, if you use the special promo code TalkPop, you can save yourself $5 off your order. We got t-shirts. We got hoodies. We got tank tops as it gets warmer. Um, we got... New shirt designs. Um, we got a Beagle shirt. We got a Fonchai shirt. And soon we'll have a shirt with the new logo. Uh, we do have face masks available as well. We got decals. We got coffee mugs. You name it. Like I said, any proceeds goes to support the podcast. They're really helpful. Um, our podcast is also available on, not only on our parent home, Anchor. It's also available on Spotify, Google, Apple, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or where you get your podcasts fixed. Thank you so much to our American listeners, but also to our international listeners, which I also do a big shout out. Thank you, Brazil, for starting to listen to our podcast as well. I don't know how you say thank you in Portuguese, but thank you so much. I just checked the analytics earlier and they decided to join us. So thank you so much. Um, so that's it, guys. Have a good rest of your week. We'll catch you up on next week. As always, geek on and take care. Hey, it's the franchise from Talking Pop with the franchise of Biko. Just let you know, we have a storefront. It's teespring.com slash Talking Pop. We got shirts. We got tank tops for men, women, kids. We also got hoodies and sweatshirts. Um, we actually have coffee mugs, and we have an iPhone case and a Samsung case with the Popstronaut logo on there. Also, we have stickers, so you can put on your locker, on your laptop, whatever you want to put those stickers on there. So right now, if you go to teespring.com slash TalkingPop, and when you go to check out, use the promo code TalkPop and save $5 on your order. Support the podcast. As always, geek on and take care.